Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. It is Friday, December 1st, 2023. We are but a short three weeks away from Christmas. Who'd have thunk it? This is the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. I'm your host, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Darren Mott. It's Friday, so it's Op-Ed Friday. And I want to focus in on two stories I did over this week. Um, One was the hack of the Japanese Aerospace Exploration Agency, and one was the uh, intrusion in in the water plant in... um, Pennsylvania and the ransomware at the power plant in Texas and why this is an interest. This is something we should look at as far as how we're going to see cyber incidents and cyber security activity move forward in the coming years. So um, I was, I'm fortunate enough to have a source within NASA that, that made, um, made me aware of the, the JAXA hack, the Japanese Aerospace Exploration Agency. And if you remember in this hack, they were um, hacked over the summer. They're just reporting it now. Um, and they, was, they were actually, they were attacked over the summer and not discovered till the autumn. So the bad guys were in there for a little while. It kind of talks about dwell time. Obviously, they gained access to the agency's active directory, um, which is a crucial component that oversees their network operations. So um, I asked his friend, um, so from a an aerospace perspective, from a NASA perspective, what does this mean? And so here's what he said. I want to just kind of talk about that because I, I think it's interesting to get other people's perspective other than my own. Then I'll kind of give you my own perspective and opinion. So he said, as someone who gathers a decent under a understanding of cyber attacks. I want to say first that there has been an increase in success and even some success at remaining undetected for extended periods. The attack on JAXA hasn't been attributed to a group yet, but so far the suggestion is this was part of a larger campaign. I won't suggest any actors or groups, but one named possibility is black tech. If the back doors they installed afforded access to a JAXA AD server. I want to emphasize that the Active Directory server is generally a critical component. A quote from the JAXA official says they agree with the severity, and he quotes it, as long as the AD server was hacked, it was very likely that most of the information was visible within the system. This is a very serious situation, unquote. There are many ways to attack Active Directory, but the focus here is the information possibly exfiltrated after the attack is long over. A great point. A more curious thought would be how could the access gained pivot into other parts of the network. Another great point. What about networks they have access to? Another great point. If you have an active directory server, you have a leg. In other words, if you've hacked the active directory server, you have a leg and most of the lower body through the door. That's a great line. I might steal that in the future. As a NASA employee, this concerns me for many reasons, but the top priority being International Space Station and coming missions to the agencies worldwide. NASA and JAXA are separate entities, but we share many of the same goals for humanity. It's a dark thought to think the International Space Station would be considered a target for groups with political agendas. I cautiously speculate on the consequences of the JAXA compromise, but until all is revealed, my imagination will one run wild. Those are fantastic points. And I, I want to thank him. He knows who he is for, um, for giving me this information uh, and allowing me to share it with you. And if you remember from, so that's one, what's one area. The other area obviously is the water utility incidents that occurred over the week with Cyber Avengers, the Iranian hacking group, hacking the water system in Pennsylvania, the exact city and country. I mean, I'm sorry, the exact uh, township really is not important. I can't pronounce it. Aliquipa, I believe, outside of Pittsburgh. 
and the main target of this particular group was Israeli components. And, and that's all of this intertwines together, right? Because if we look at critical infrastructure, and I would say that space systems uh, and water systems and all the other critical infrastructure systems are some of our most important and critical networks that we need to protect. Yet, obviously, there are issues with those, not just in the U.S., but elsewhere. Uh, and there are actors that are actively targeting these, most with nation-state affiliations. In other words, these are not always going to be criminal hackers. Now, the, the ransomware attack in the Texas water supply, again, unless we get a postmortem on how it happened and who it was, we won't know. Cyber Avengers, the ones who did the one in Pennsylvania, are obviously aligned with Iran, a nation state actor. And I would guess, if I had to guess, that the JAXA intrusion was probably China would be a very good guess on that part because everybody's China has a space uh, agency that obviously would like to have dominance in that area as well. So we have to look at a lot of these instances that kind of go by the wayside because they're not sexy, right? They're not these big, you know, MGM getting hit with ransomware, or they're not Boeing, which is a big, okay, Boeing would be part of critical infrastructure, but they're not, you know, these entities that are largely commercial and that a lot of other organizations are affiliated with, right? If you are part of the Japanese Space Agency or part of NASA, your affiliations are largely government-based, right? You're going to have associations with commercial entities to do what you need to do. But for the most part, you know, anything that happens within that universe is not going to be looked at if it's nation state oriented like it is when it's criminally oriented. When, when there's ransomware that says for $2 billion or $2 million, we will unlock your system. That gets all of the news. But honestly, ransomware is a very small cyber crime from this sense of loss compared to a lot of other different cyber crimes. That's a different, that's a different op-ed for a different day. But I think one of the things we, we fail to realize this is an argument I've made for going on five years, no, seven years, is that the bigger issue is not so much the, the, the criminal actors, which is a big issue, but the nation state actors are far more talented, far more resourced, have a lot more zero days, and are a lot better at all of this than the criminal hackers who dwell in the dark web and steal your personal information and do ransomware and all that kind of stuff. Now, some of these entities, especially with North Korea, are affiliated with the nation state and do ransomware. Certainly there's that blending and we're seeing that now where criminal actors and nation state actors are working somewhat in tandem, probably not, maybe not always directly, but if a criminal group gets into one system, a nation state will come in underneath it and be able to pivot throughout that system. And maybe you get the, the criminal guys out, but you won't get the nation state guys. And this is where the bigger issue is going to be going forward, especially as we now have these, these regional conflicts like Israel and Hamas, uh, Ukraine and Russia. Chances are there will be more that will be more directed towards small regional um, military activity, but global cyber activity, right? All of this Israel Hamas cyber stuff is largely nation state oriented, largely from Iran targeting Israeli, Israeli components. Um, and some of them are criminally, but, um, but affiliated with the Iranian government, the same thing with China, you're going to have Chinese actors, um, that if they go to Taiwan, that they're going to conduct cyber operations against affiliated, um, not affiliated, but, um, rather, um, uh, Taiwanese partners, um, or oh, what's the word? I'm looking, it's, it's, it's late at night as I'm, as I'm kind of doing this, but, uh, 
not adversaries, the opposite of adversaries, whatever that is, the, uh, their partners. So if you will, so allies, they're allies. Sorry, there you go. Woo. That's not, it's not a hard word. I should not, but you know, I'm getting older. So memories are starting to serve. So they're allies. They're going to target their allies. We're allies with Taiwan. We will be targeted. Um, we will then target them and we will target China's allies, such as Russia and Iran, stuff like that. So I say all this just to make the point that sure, from a cybersecurity perspective, you need to worry about the cybercrime actors and all that stuff. Surveys have shown executives are worried far more, almost eight times more about the cyber criminal activity than the nation state activity. My argument is you need to look at them equally, if not more so at the nation state guys, because A, their dwell time will be longer. They will be in your system a longer period of time until you discover them. And chances are you will not be the one discovering them. It'll be law enforcement that comes and says, hey, is this your information? And there you go. So with that, again, something to think about if you are thinking about cybersecurity, you know, you're creating a strategy, how to protect yourselves, but don't just protect yourself from the nation state guy. I'm from the criminal guys. Think about the nation state guys. And if you don't understand what that threat looks like, contact me directly, Darren at the cyberguy.com. I'm happy to come present as to why nation state threats are a problem and why you should necessarily think of, or you should be thinking about them with as much, um, attention as you do the business email compromise and the ransomware stuff. That's my op-ed for the day. Hope you found value. If you disagree, hit me up, Darren at thecyberguy.com. Find me on LinkedIn, argue a bit, tell me I'm wrong. I'd love to hear why I'm wrong or hear alternative comments or even just be, conf be reaffirmed that I'm actually correct. That would be fantastic too. Again, I appreciate your time listening. I hope you have a great weekend. Perhaps this is the weekend where cybercrime will be solved and there will be no news to report on Monday. Sadly, I think you and I both know that is not true. Know that knowledge is protection. If we can understand the threats targeting us, we can assess our risk. Proceed wisely. Again, enjoy your weekend. Get that holiday shopping done. CyberSmart Morning News is written and produced by CyberGuy Productions. Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Thanks for listening.